Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to another episode of Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I am sitting down with Jamie today. She is the owner of Balance CFO. What I find so fantastic about Jamie is her ability to break down financial information in a way that even I understand. Look guys, I'll be honest, even as a business owner, finances are not my jam. I love ideas. I love to be creative. I love to think of ways to make change in the world. But the financial piece is a little bit harder for me to wrap my brain around. But let me tell you, Jamie is a pro at being able to make it make sense. So I know that you're going to love this episode today, whether you are a business owner or whether you know, you're know you just out there living life, wanting to make the best of whatever financial gifts you have been given. Jamie's your girl. Thank you, Jamie, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Kelly. I appreciate it. Yes, absolutely. I'm so thrilled that this, this worked out for us to meet and meet on Zoom. I'm always absolutely excited when I can actually see the person I'm talking to. It just makes it feel more like a normal conversation, yeah, I feel like. I agree. I agree. It feels like we're just sitting down together, which is fantastic. So I'm wondering, can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. Um, I'm Jamie Troll. I own a company called Balance CFO that I started It's been almost a year now uh, since I started it, but it's kind of changed and shifted and morphed quite a bit in that last year. Uh, I came out of more of a corporate type career before this, working for um, a major corporation in finance, which was a great job. It just wasn't really my calling. And I knew, you know, there was something different out there. I had two young kids too. Uh I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old. So um, that was a large part of the impetus to make a change as well and to be able to do something that I can do in my own time and that I can uh, be flexible with and have more time with my kids in theory. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) I love that. It doesn't always, it doesn't always turn, you have to have a lot of discipline. So that's one thing I'm I'm realizing that just being in control of my schedule, I also have to have uh, quite a bit of discipline to, to make it happen. But uh, but I really, it's, it's really just been my passion. I, I, my, with my company, I help women, typically women business owners. Again, it didn't start out necessarily that way. That just sort of happened. Yes. Uh, and I, I am a virtual CFO for women business owners. So I help them with all things, finance, accounting, taxes. And I also launched a part of my business. Um, this was kind of later coming, but is sort of my baby, which is the financial literacy coaching part, yes. which I love to do. So I help women business owners at all different places in their business, whether they're just starting out, whether they're doing something as a side hustle or whether they've been doing it for a while and they've got um, you know, a multi-million dollar business, make, help them understand the importance of understanding their finances, knowing what their numbers are telling them and how it can impact their business. So, um, I think women tend to have a little bit more that we, uh, men as well sometimes, but definitely women I've seen sort of this attitude of overwhelm when you talk about finances. And I hear a lot of times, like, I'm just not a numbers person, or that's just not for me or that, you know, gives me anxiety or overwhelm. And for me, my big mission is just like showing people it's not as hard as it, as it seems in right. our heads, right. right? And that they can understand it and that it's important to understand it and that their business will grow 
if they do. So that's right. kind of my my new mission in life, which I have just um, loved, you know, everything about it over the last uh, year, almost everything about it. I mean, yes. you know, having oh, a business yeah. of your own has its challenges yes, too, absolutely. Uh, but it is, it is a wonderful journey to be on. Yeah, that's great. Thank you so much for um, talking us through that and explaining um, your business. I would absolutely agree that even for me, a lot of times, like anything that's like personal finance relate, related doesn't necessarily bother me as le- as much as like business, but like my eyes gloss over and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is intense. So I love yeah. to be able to see the stuff that you're putting out there that does help make it feel like it's more manageable. Yeah. And I think there's a lack too of relatable people who ha- who are giving this information and relaying it in a way that it makes sense. And we're not relying on a whole bunch of like crazy accounting jargon trying right. to impress you know, like I wanted to be a voice of um, someone that may not look like or sound like or talk like who you would think about when you when you think about like a CPA and conjure that up in your head. Right. It probably doesn't isn't me. Um, but that's why I think it's so important to kind of get other voices in this space. And yeah. it's been um, it's been a very male dominated uh, um space for a while as well. There's just not a lot of women. Uh, For me, that was really where I wanted to kind of um, fit. Yeah, I love that. You know, as far as not necessarily being what people maybe would anticipate, I um, I have to tell you when I first became a therapist, so I'm a mental health therapist, and I remember it was in my first year of actually working in an agency. And so I was sitting down with a client and I I distinctly remember them looking at me and saying, you are not like any other therapist I've ever met with. And at first, I'll be honest, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I think I'm doing something wrong. (laughs) I was like, I really think I'm doing something wrong. But throughout the years, what I've realized is that what I think people are trying to say is just that um, my approach is different and, you know, that ability just to be real and not necessarily focus on those big terms are throwing out all of this knowledge and Mm -hmm. that doesn't help in any situation. I don't think like, let's just like be real people, you know, Mm -hmm. focus on real things, get good information and good connection out there. I mean, that's the goal I think of basically anything really. Yeah. I mean, I think it's so much about authenticity, you know, and just being yourself. And so I'm the same way. I I've had people tell me that too, that they, you know, like, Oh, you aren't what I expected. And now I take it as a compliment. I'm like, thank you. Yes, Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. It definitely, I think takes some um, growing and learning and accepting of our own way though, to get to that point Mm -hmm. too, where it's like, that is a compliment rather than like, Oh shit. So I love that. I love that so much. So um, I think it might be helpful if we kind of talk a little bit about how we got connected. So is it okay if I just kind of roll through that? And then if you have any additional thoughts, definitely jump in at any point. Absolutely. Okay. So both you and I are going through business coaching with Rachel Hollis and some of the listeners may be familiar with her. Um, If you're not familiar, basically how I would kind of summarize her, maybe Jamie, you have some thoughts on this, but I feel like um, number one, I feel like she's a business owner, which is not necessarily how people would maybe always a hundred percent first classify her, but I consider her a business owner who is an author, who is a motivational speaker, who um, really just tells a lot of truth and a lot of Um, there's not a lot of fluff a lot of times I feel like, which for me resonates well with me because I'm not a fluffy person. I don't want that fluff. (laughs) I want the real stuff. And so that is why I got connected and you're in there as well. 
Yep. And you had put a post up and maybe you can kind of tell the story about like how <laughs> how you ended up on Amy Porterfield's podcast <laughs> and like maybe who she is too in case some people you yes. know aren't familiar with that. I would love if you could yeah. run us through that. Absolutely. It, it's kind of been a crazy journey even just leading up to all of this. So like you said, I'm part of Rachel Hollis's business coaching. I started my business last year. I, I don't when I started it, I didn't really have much of a vision. I didn't know. I knew I wanted something flexible. I knew broadly, I mean, I knew where my skill set was, but I didn't know how to really grow a business. You, right? So many business owners yeah. go into it and it's like, you're, you're passionate about what you're doing, but I don't know the first thing about marketing and sales. Yeah. Not the first, not, not thing number one, right? Mm-hmm. Like you talk to me about growing an email list and I'm just like, what are you even talking about? So, yes, absolutely. So for me, that has been the biggest you know, shift has just been, okay, this is more than just, you know, um, finding a couple clients here and there locally. Like I, I want to turn this into something. I I want to build a platform. I want, you know, this, this business to grow and I need to figure out how to make that happen. And Mm -hmm. I think like, especially doing all this personal growth stuff that I had been doing, um, you know, I think that I knew that, I could do it. You know, I I was starting to get to that point where I was like, okay, I can dream bigger. I can give myself that permission to kind of have these bigger dreams than maybe what this initially started off as. And when I did that, I I knew like, okay, well now I just need, I need a little help. Like I, I got into, um, so I got into Rachel Hollis last year, as most people did by reading Girl, Wash Your Face. But after that, I probably went from reading like two to three books a year to reading, I think I've read over 20 so far this year. Like I, just became obsessed with this world of wait a second. So wait, I, I can change my life. Like I can make this, not that my life was bad because it wasn't, but the fact that there could be more than I had even really given thought to, you know, and I think for so many of us, um, I had young kids, you go through that phase and you sort of forget a little bit who you are in that and who your individual person is. So that's largely what drew me to Rachel Hollis was just the authenticity, the message of like, hey, you can get up and you can do these things. And she was just this like super powerful, accomplished business owner. And she was, do, you know, so she's got this huge following. And I'm like, how do I do that? Like, how mm-hmm. do I do that in my own way, you mm-hmm. know? And so I joined her business coaching and I committed, like, I think in the beginning I was a little, I was, well, I was way in the beginning. And then, you know, you kind of... Yeah trail off a little, like I wouldn't catch it. It, it would be like a couple weeks later or something. I, I always kept up with it, but, um, I, it finally hit me. Like I need to, I'm investing in this. Like I need to, to do things. Mm-hmm. I'm by nature, just a very analytical person. So I overanalyze everything in my life. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah. I will, I will wait. Like I, I will spend all of my time analyzing all the different possibilities and not any time actually doing yeah. And, and making a commitment and just going for it because I want to make sure like, oh, everything's correct or it's, it's exactly what it needs to be. And, and I finally got to the point where I was like, okay, I can't, I can't keep letting perfect be the enemy yes. of done, right? Like I have got to take a step somewhere, even if I have zero idea if it's the right step, at least it's a step it's going in her direction. Right. So I started like really closely, you know, with her business coaching and some of the other things I was doing, just deciding to you know, really go out there. And for me, I think that means something different for everybody, like what it is. But for me, it was like really pushing myself out of that comfort zone. And every time that I felt myself like kind of 
pulling back and saying like, oh, I can't do that. That's probably, that was my signal that that's what I needed to do. Yes. Every time that I was like, nope, that's too far. I was like, nope, that's, that means that's what I'm supposed to do. So it meant getting more comfortable getting out there and talking to people and making relationships. Um, you know, I do Facebook lives and I started a group that grew like crazy, um, that I wasn't even prepared at all for this growth. Like I grew to a thousand members in one month and I was just like, what in the world? But it showed me that there was need out there for people who wanted what I had to offer. And that gave me a lot of confidence to just keep going and keep doing and keep showing up and keep putting myself out there. And I think when I started doing that, and I, I can't remember, I heard this from somebody, probably one of the books that I read, but it said like, basically what happens in your business three months from now, and probably in life, honestly, as well, really, yes. I think it applies in general, is what you do now will dictate your business or your life three months from Absolutely. now, Love right? That. Like you don't see it right away. You don't see the fruits of your effort when you're working out like really hard and fitness, you don't see it right away, like maybe in the very beginning. And then, but but you see it over time that incremental change leads to it compounds, you know, it yes. leads to something bigger. And so I started to see like, you know, once I started really like digging in and doing and putting myself out there, man, like things were just coming back. Like it, it was, it was just like, it was meant to be kind of thing. Yes. Um, the Amy Porterfield thing came up and again, like I didn't approach. So Amy Porterfield is, if you don't know her, she's a, a massive, um, online marketing guru. So she is, um, she's tied in there with the Rachel Collis community as well, but she's a very, a huge marketing coach. She, um, does like, she's made millions off of making courses and teaching other people how to make courses and things like that. Um, and it was very random one day, like I had been on, I had seen Amy Porterfield first, uh, in one of the coaching sessions she was in on email list building. Cause that's one of her specialties. And so she was in uh, our business coaching one month. And then I started following her kind of casually. And I was on one of her lives one week. And, um, the next day I got a, um, random message from a woman who said she was on Amy Porterfield's team and she wanted to ask me some questions. So I thought, okay, they're going to try to sell me something, yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I start, I start answering these questions and they kind of detailed the questions. And then she says like, okay, well, can we get on a zoom meeting right now? So, okay. So we jumped on a zoom and she said, well, Amy would like to interview for you for her podcast and it's tomorrow. <laughs> and I just kind of was like, uh, wait, Amy Porterfield wants to interview me on her yes. like huge podcast. <laughs> has, <laughs> it's called online marketing made easy for anybody that wants to check it out. Yes. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was just this crazy kind of thing where uh, it, it long story short, it was basically an, uh, an interview with me as an ideal client of hers. Basically, she was yes. not doing like a mock interview for her audience of, um, with an ideal client because that's something she tells her uh, her um, clients to do. So so that's really what it was about. But she was amazing. I talked to her that the interview comes out, I think it's September 12th because she's um launching her digital course academy uh-huh. and gifted me her digital course academy, which oh my gosh. I had been thinking about doing. And it was just kind of this crazy thing. And what's funny about this, I'll just, you know, touch on this side of the story because this really kind of is the part that, that got to me a little bit about it is that I believe like if you put things out there, things come back. Um, and, you know, I personally, I, personally, I'm a Christian. So I believe like there is some, you know, like, God hears you and he, he knows, but yeah. I had told my husband literally probably a couple of weeks before 
this all happened. I was telling him I really needed, like, I needed some kind of sign about which direction I need to go in my business. Do I keep doing one-to-one? Do I start trying to scale? Like, what do I need to do? And then literally this happens and she gives me this course academy and I'm like, okay, I think I know what I'm supposed to do now. Thank you. You know, like it it was crazy. And what was, what was even funnier about that story is that, um, I, the day after the interview and everything, I contacted the girl who set up the interview, who's on Amy Porterfield's team. And I said, I just wanted to tell you, like, I'm very thankful for this opportunity. I, you know, it came out of nowhere and she told me, and, and I hadn't said anything. And she told me, I don't, you know, she's like, this may sound kind of weird. And I don't know if you're like a believer or anything, but I believe that you like God directed me to you to, oh, for this cool. interview. She's like, you don't know the whole story. It was really hard. We almost gave up on it. We couldn't find somebody that was a fit. Like it just was falling apart. And we had like the 11th hour. And then I came across you. And so clearly she had been going through, like I had just done a whole rehaul on all my social media literally the week before. So clearly she had seen whatever I did and liked it and called me, but it was just kind of this weird, crazy story that I feel, not even just feel, I know that that was supposed to be what was, that was meant to happen. Like that was all orchestrated. That was meant to happen. And so for me now I feel like, okay, I have direction you know, I took these steps and I put it out there and now I'm, I'm kind of getting my answer back yes. smacked <laughs> in my face, basically. Yes, that's amazing. So. Thank you so much for talking us through that. First of all, I have chills, like literally the whole time you were talking <laughs> about that. That is so amazing. I think what is fantastic about life is you're right. I mean, based on each person's own belief system, but <laughs> I do think that there is something about just in general about being so intentional about what you are hopeful to have. Like, that's why I put out on almost every um, podcast episode. I'm like, you know, I have some questions later. I'll ask you that I ask everyone. And one of them is about a Brene Brown book. And I, every almost every single time, I'm like, I would like to go to lunch with Brene Brown because I'm putting that into the universe because I'm like, you know what? Exactly. The more I say that at some point in life, I will be sitting across from Brene Brown. Like, do you know, I probably said this 50 times. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I do think there is something to that and there is something to being connected with certain people and one way or the other. And that's just really cool to be able to see. Yeah, I think that it's it's just part of what comes with intentionality, too, yes. and knowing like, you know, putting things out there and being intentional about what you're doing and, you know, not just like sometimes I feel like we, we tend to like run through life, right? Yes. We're just kind of like trying to get through the days and we're not necessarily spending time thinking about, okay, what do I want my future to be? And what are the steps I need to actually be taking to get there? Right? Like what, what would that even look like to get, what, what does my future look like? Right? Like what does it, if I had to picture my perfect life 10 years from now, like what does it even look like? A lot of times we don't put thought in that. And then, and then even if we do, we don't put thought into, okay, like what does that mean I need to be doing now? Right. Cause it just seems so far. It seems so like, so disconnected probably from where we are today. Yes. Uh, that we don't even know like what step or what to do. And and the answer is just, you know, take a step. Like, right, right <laughs> absolutely. One, you know, yes. there's probably plenty that would be the right step, you know, but you got to do something. Right. Like sitting and staying where you're at is is the only thing that is probably 
the thing you shouldn't do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with that. You know, I think there's something to um, be said for like when you feel a nudge for whatever that is and random mm-hmm. things. And speaking mm-hmm. of nudges, I'm getting a nudge to tell this story now. And I hesitate because um, for, for a variety of reasons, but um, which I think you'll probably pick up. So today happens to be my birthday. And so, oh, which thank you. Thank you. So, so fun that we get to, to visit on my birthday. I love, I love meeting with people on the podcast. So I was like, what a fun way to celebrate my birthday. So it's awesome. Um, But one thing that happened earlier, it's a very, very long story. So I'm going to try to make it quick. Um, I'm long winded sometimes. Like we both said, we have the gift for Gab. So (laughs) So I love that. I love that. So um, earlier I had went to the shake place. I don't know if you have any like herbal life shake places around there, but sometimes it's um, just nice to get like a quick little, you know, healthy shake on the go. And I had asked them for um, a birthday shake because I do that. I forgot to mention that I am like highly allergic to almonds. And so she was like, Oh, I don't think I put it in there. And like, I kind of tasted it. Anyway, my eyes started like itching. I was like, I don't think I should drink this. So I was kind of bummed. It's totally my fault. Not hers. I want to be clear because some of the people that, um, go there, um, definitely listen to the podcast, my fault for not mentioning that. But I got kind of freaked out after that. And I was like, I can't drink this. So I thought to myself, you know, I need something for lunch though. Like I'm going to be working the whole day. I got to get something for lunch. So I had decided, I'm like, you know what? I'll just order like Applebee's car side to go, go pick it up. It'll be fine. I have plenty of time before our interview. So I'm driving there and I turn and I see a gentleman sitting there like holding his like sign, you know, and immediately in my head, I was like, I need to give him my food. And that wasn't, I want to be really clear. This is not a typical thought that I would have. And so I was like, okay, that's weird. What am I going to do? Roll down my window. Do you want some food? Like, what the heck? Like, no, I'm not going to do that. But that whole time it was like, give him your food, give him your food, give him your food. And so finally I just kind of made a deal. I'm like, okay, if I go there and there is a way for me to do it without stopping traffic, I'll do it. Otherwise I'm not going to. And I'll yep. be damned if I did not pull up there and there's no one behind me. And so I like rolled down my little window and I'm like, excuse me, have you eaten today? You know, and he gave me his answer, which I won't tell because I want to be respectful for him, you know. And I said, well, I think this food is for you. And I handed it to him and I was like, have a great day and like pulled away. But little nudges like that even yeah. I think are oh, leading yeah. us and other people to other things. And that's why I share that story. Yes. So if you have a nudge to do something like that. You honestly do not know the impact that it will have on your own life and somebody else's life and how that will continue on. So I think it's so important for us to listen to those because they're there for a reason. Because that's, again, that's not a typical thought that I would have. I like to help people. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not just going to like roll down the window for someone I don't even know. Like here, you know, that just doesn't feel, you know, normal. Absolutely. 100% you have got to listen. And I think, I think everybody knows, like everybody who's listening to this is thinking of an example right now of when that's happened to them and when they've either, either listened to it or they haven't, you know, and you know, like sometimes you find later why you should have listened to it. Like sometimes, sometimes you never know. And you, you know, but sometimes you never, you, you, sometimes you actually do learn the lesson later. You're like, Oh my gosh, that's why I felt like I was supposed to do X. So it, it absolutely is the case that You've got to be in touch with that and listening to that. I've literally, your story, I was, I'm like tearing up. I'm, I'm very emotional as well. Not only am I a talker, I'm also emotional. Hey, me too. There's nothing wrong with being emotional. I was basically crying after that. (laughs) I know. I mean, I've had that nudge before though, where, um, with somebody when I literally, like I saw somebody who did not have shoes on one time and I literally had this nudge and it drove me, I drove past them Yes. and it, 
kept eating me alive. I literally turned around yes. and went and stopped and gave them my shoes. Oh, I, I wouldn't do like, yes. I don't know where that came from, but I was just like that. I, I couldn't, I couldn't keep driving. Yes, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. And maybe that's a good way for people to differentiate that. You know what I mean? Because like, yeah. like giving your shoes away, I think of like Jen Hatmaker. I don't know if you've ever read her books. If you yeah. have, oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, if you haven't, she's fantastic. Definitely. Have them I have one. Oh, it's not next to me. I wish it was. I have, um, what is it? Uh, um, for the love. Oh yes. Yes, yeah. absolutely. That one's really good. She also, I think it's in seven, a book called seven. And so it's, I won't go into all of it, but there's a part in there where she talks about going to church and she was wearing her favorite boots that her and her husband had just bought each other for Christmas. And it was this thing of, you know, we really need your shoes for the homeless in our community. And they had to leave. They didn't have to, but they felt the calling to like leave their very nice boots. She said, literally, she almost cried as she handled over these beautiful boots, <laughs> But she knew and it was like their socks and everything. But I mm-hmm. think that like, like how kind of you to do that and the fact that it like kept, this is what I think is different for me at least. And maybe Jamie, you have some thoughts for the listeners. When something keeps going in your mind and it's not a typical thought that you would have. Yeah. I feel like that's how you differentiate between like a nudge and just like a random passing thought. When it mm-hmm. literally is something that you're like, I need to turn around. I need to do this. I need to go. I need to whatever that is. That to me is what yeah. um, is a good differentiating factor for me. Yeah, I think so too. It's It often doesn't even sound like you, you know, yes. like it's, it's yes. like not, you know, when you're having thoughts, like sometimes they sort of in your head kind of sound like you. And then you yes. have, sometimes you have these thoughts that you're like, where did that even come from? Like, right. what, what is that? And they're the ones that you can't, you can't shake. Yes. You know, you just can't shake. They, they follow you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. You know, the other yeah. thing too, I think about things, whether it's something like that, or it's just, you know, life in general, I often think who knows what this will bring to the world as a whole. Yes. And to me, it's worth that risk of being kind of the, I'll just say it like the weirdo that's like, Hey, have you eaten today? <laughs> like, It's yeah. worth it to me to have that kind of feeling of like an awkward moment or like, Hey, you know, I don't know why, but I'm really feeling like these shoes are meant for you. So I'm going to give you these mm-hmm. to have those, un- that uncomfortable feeling in order to take that step that you feel like you need to do. Hey guys, I'm just going to interrupt for one quick second. I wanted to make sure that you knew that we had an opportunity for you to partner with the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast community. Now, I want to be really clear. You are already a part of this community. But if you want to take things one step further, I would encourage you to go to Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of Patreon, but it truly is just a way for you to be able to collaborate with creatives and help to spread the word. And that is the goal of the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. I really want to spread encouragement throughout the entire world. And the only way to do that is with your help. So if you would like to check it out, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash encouragers podcast. Now back to the show. Yeah. Well, and I think that's such a metaphor for everything because it, yes. if it wasn't uncomfortable, like again, it goes, it goes, and those things like they definitely helped those people, but man, they helped us too, oh, yes. you know, like maybe even more so, yes. you know what I mean? Like those things. And so I think the more that you, you get in touch with that and the more that you do that, the more, and it goes back to that whole comfort zone thing. If it doesn't feel kind of awkward, yes. like then you're, it's not, it's not changing you, you know, yes. if it's not, it's that whole, like, if it's not challenging you, it's not changing you. If Absolutely. it's not, 
making you do something that seems a little weird or out of your comfort zone or out of your, your sphere that you normally like to sit in, those are the things that are going to define us someday. Those are the yes. things that we're going to remember. Those are the things that we're going to like take with us. And, and you know, that, that it's those feelings. And I feel like so many people talk about, like they get to the end of their life and they're just like, oh, I wish I had. And it's usually things they wish they had done. Yes. It's rarely things that they did that they regret doing, right? right? So that's the other thing I remember is like when I'm sitting here sometimes in this like almost catatonic state of like, I don't know what what I need to do here. Yes. I just tell myself like, I need to do something because what I will regret is sitting here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I will not regret what happens. And even if I fail, even if, I just completely fail at whatever step that I take is it's only a failure if I don't learn anything yes. from it. It's only a failure if I don't get up from it. So if I take it and I'm like, okay, I, I at least learned this lesson. I wouldn't have learned this lesson had I not done anything. Now yes. I've learned this lesson and now I'm better prepared for the success that's going to follow eventually. You Absolutely. know, so like I, I've just, and that is so not me. Let me tell you, like from, you know, like, like this is this, this mentality shift has been everything and it has it has now changed like every little bit of my being around how I see the world around just the possibilities that are in front of me I think I've always been a person afraid of failure I've always been a person who wanted to be perfect and who wanted to you know succeed I'm I'm a I'm an Enneagram three I don't know (laughs) but I'm I'm the achiever so I'm like I have to have achievement and so um for me that's always been like the driver and not as much like growing or becoming the person I want to be, you know, it was like, what trophy can I bring home? What award can I win? Not like, how do I be the best version of myself? So, you know, for myself, for the world, for my family, for my kids, for my husband, that's never been my thought process. And since kind of making that shift, it's just, it's changed everything. It's honestly changed for for the better. It's it's harder. It's a harder life to live, but it's so much more exciting. It's so much more fulfilling. Yes. You know, Absolutely. All the things. Absolutely. Oh, I love so many things that you said. Um, one <laughs> thing you said at the beginning of helping us just as much as it helps someone else. Like I tell people that that are in therapy yeah. with me. You know, the thing that's really interesting is that when we connect with somebody, we bo- we all benefit from that. We're all in this yeah. together. We all benefit from that, and we can learn so much from one another. Another thing you said reminded me of Lindsay that I interviewed on the podcast a few episodes ago. So Lindsay Kramer, she's absolutely fantastic. Um, She's an owner at the gym that I actually go to. And she was talking about her and her husband had said, so if, if this completely failed at this point, if we had to completely shut this down, you know, would we still feel okay about this? And their answer was, this is me, my um, summary of it, but it was yes, because we've done good work. You know, we've done good work and we can see the value that we've put into lives and that we have gotten from this. And because of that, we would feel good about that. And so I asked myself that as well. If this did all fall apart, if suddenly like my business just had to shut down, things completely changed in my life, like would, would I be okay with that? And the answer is yes, because I feel good about the work that I've done. And that I think also is like a way to direct yourself in your life. Do you, will you feel good about the work that you've done? Absolutely. And I think for me, it's like, if I can even, and I think about this every time. So like I do, you know, trainings and things like that every week. 
Um, and, and it's like, it's hard to sometimes, you know, when you're not either feeling it or whatever, you're kind of like, oh, do I have to do this again? And sometimes it's hard because you don't see a lot of people joining and that can yeah. be um, psychologically an issue. Yes. But for me, I'm like, you know, I'm not doing this to have a thousand people yes. on here. I'm doing this because there might be one person that needs to hear this today. Yes. And this is going to make a huge difference in their business like that. And that thought keeps me going that somebody, if somebody takes this and applies it, and feels like it changed something for the better, then it's all worth it. You know, then it's all worth it. So it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be like this grand thing that, you know, sometimes it's the little things and we need to take victory in those little things and, and, and the impact that we are having, even if we don't see it. Yeah, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. It's so interesting that you said that because earlier I was literally thinking to myself, there's someone who needs to hear this right now. Yeah. There is someone yep. who needs to hear this message. And so, who are you? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> yes. whoever that person is, we know that you need to hear that. How cool. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. Yep. That's so fantastic. You know, I, I think what, if I can just, you know, provide you some feedback on again, cause I've been watching from the sidelines yeah. and like seeing how things have changed. One thing that I think you're really, really fantastic at is asking for feedback from your audience and listening to what they want and really going and shifting and moving in those directions. And so it makes sense to me that you're able to show up well and to serve well. And quite honestly, like as I and I want to be really clear. I wasn't like stalking your page, but I would be like, wow, that's a lot of new members. Oh my gosh. I feel like we were just at a couple hundred. Holy smokes. We're at a thousand, you know? And like, I was like invested with you, even though I had never yeah. met you because I was like, look at her go. This is amazing. You know? And so I, I'm curious, is that like a part of, a part of how you, you know, just operate in life, like getting that feedback from others and, and moving forward that way? So I think that's so funny that you say that to me because I would again tell you like I probably people that I've worked with in the past or even just people in my life, I have always been a person that thinks I know the best way to do something. Like I I just am that type of person. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was taking a drink. I love your transparency. I just choked though. My apologies, listeners. Okay. I know. I'm just being real. <laughs> I love it. Just I love it. Real, like I always have been, I'm a control freak, a hundred percent a control freak. And so I have not always been the best at receiving feedback, constructive criticism. I've not always been the best at uh, actually like, so, especially soliciting that feedback, yes. you know, like really wanting to hear it. And I realized at some point it hit me. I'm like, I am not going to grow if I keep thinking that I know best. I can only get myself so far on what I know. And I think it took, honestly, shifting to a world that I completely did not know at yes. all to feel that way. Like I worked in my corporate career and I like probably acted like I know everything under the sun. Nobody can teach me anything. You know, I was in a, a similar department the whole time I was there in different roles, but you know, grew up in that department. So for me, I wasn't growing anymore. And so I did, I didn't, you know, I didn't want to hear feedback. I, did, I wasn't good at hearing it. I wasn't yeah. good at someone telling me, no, I think we should try this a different way. I really wasn't. And that was part of how I knew I needed to do something different. And when I did get into this, I realized like, oh my gosh, there's so much I don't know. Yeah. And I think when you have that realization of how much there is that you don't know, it humbles you to say like, I, I can either keep going this direction and get nowhere, or I can realize I have got to start um, opening myself up to people who have been there or have feedback or, you know, anybody, anybody at all. And, and that's something I've spent the last couple of weeks even just connecting with people in my group or for various uh, things for um, a course that I'm working on now, I'm working on my first course. And 
oh my goodness, the, I had it all planned out and I realized through these, the course of this meeting, oh my gosh, like I need to completely redo this. What I think people need actually isn't what they feel like they need. So, yeah. you know, it, it, and I think I had, had I gone out there with what my version of what you need is, yes. it would not be successful. And now I feel so much more comfortable in that what I'm going to put out will be more successful because I, I am really thoughtfully trying to take in all of that and understand it and, you know, build it into the vision that I'm creating. But I think that's something you have, it, it's, it is a choice that you yes. make, right? It is, it is a choice that you make to be open to other people and to really and truly listen. And that has been one of the goals that I like write down in my journal every single day is being a better listener and he really hearing what people are saying, Yes, because I think that's something I all, haven't always been great at. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, it, it, it's just, I know that it's a development area for me and yeah. just now taking a pause. Cause I am a talker, right? So I am a person that I can, I could talk to anybody. I could talk to a wall, but I don't always like hear what people are saying. And I've gotten so much better being comfortable with like that silence, that awkward yes. silence sometimes that yes. I always felt like I had to jump into. I kind of take a pause now and let people speak. And it's amazing. Just, I feel like my relationships have, have gotten deeper. I yes. feel like I have gotten to know people so much more. I've gotten to know myself so much more just by not feeling like I have to, you know, um, fill up all of that. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what's really interesting about um, being a therapist because there are a lot of silence. Yeah. And so I remember when I first began, I hated it. I was like, silence? I don't want silence. And now there are sometimes, I'm not even kidding you, there's upwards of like three, four, five minutes where I just have to like sit in that silence with people yep. because they need that. But the things that come out of that silence are some of the most beautiful, just really well thought out, insightful yeah. messages or ideas or whatever that is that people maybe wouldn't have had if we don't allow them to have that and allow ourselves to Absolutely. have that silence. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And it's in those, and it's in that silence, even for myself, like forcing, yes. forcing that, forcing like me to really get in touch with, you know, my own self and how I feel about things and, and what I really want that has helped. So, you know, you, you, I think sometimes it's, it's again, it's not comfortable. It's not a comfortable place to be yes. sitting in that silence, sitting in your own thoughts, sitting in your own head or waiting for somebody else. But it's just so necessary. Yes. So much comes out of that, you know? Yes, absolutely. I 100% agree. I think that that silence provides us a lot of healing and like yeah. I say, insight and just um, clarity, clarity in general. Mm -hmm. And when we can start 100%. to learn and trust ourselves more and um, connect with other people that can help support us along the way. I mean, that's just, that's what life's all about yeah. to me, you know? Yep, absolutely. You know, I, I'm really curious. Um, do you find that the more that you get connected to other people that are like-minded and when I say that I don't mean like believe the same things are the same anything like yeah. that but just are in a pursuit of like you know living their best life essentially do you find yeah. that you're almost like more hungry for that like I I find at least personally I'm like okay give me all all the people give me all the thoughts give me like all this new information I just want to learn I want to love on people I want to have really healthy relationships like let's yeah. just go for it you know Absolutely. And that has been probably the biggest game changer, I think, for me in this whole journey. Because, and what's so funny about this? So it's funny to me still that like my business is for women because I will tell you, I'll be 100% honest. Um, I, I, growing up, I don't, I didn't have the best relationships with women. It wasn't like 
I would have always described myself as a guy's girl. I had a few close women friends here and there throughout my life. For the most part, I gravitated away from that because women oftentimes had the power, and part of that is because I probably gave them the power, but had the power to make me feel small, had the power to make me feel judged, not good enough. You know, I just, um, that was always something that made it difficult. I kind of stiff-armed my relationships with women sometimes. And I think I had this view of who women were, maybe by like those couple of mean girls that you knew in like high school, you know? And that's what I thought women were, which is absolutely not the case. And especially in these environments where I'm meeting more and more people who are of the mindset of like growth and wanting to to be the best them, I am just amazed. Mm -hmm. Like at some of the people that I have met who are just doing the most amazing things, they're the most inspiring people, they're the most encouraging people. Like, yes. And it, it create, it makes you crave that. And it also makes you realize where you don't have it. It makes you see, you know, how, how you feel when you're around, you know, uh, situations that are not that way. And so for me, I went to rise Dallas as well. So, awesome. uh, so Rachel house has her rise conference. And so it was seven, 7,500 women all kind of, you know, jumping around together, going through like traumatic, like reliving traumatic experiences for part of it together, um, thinking about and talking about dreams together. And it was the environment there. I I left there and it was such like this. I I never for a second felt judged. I never felt like anybody was like, oh, she didn't, you know, do her nails today or she, you know, whatever it was. I never felt like anybody was picking me apart. Everybody was super like encouraging and complimentary. And I'd have conversations over lunch that I hadn't had with like you know, people that I'd been friends with for a long time, you know, right. and these are people I just met. And I'm like, wait, what's your name again? Right, <laughs> right. Talk about the, the deepest, darkest trauma you've had in your life. Um, but it was just this environment. And then, you know, since coming back, I've really sought out more people like that because I just kept thinking if the world was this way, yes. if the world, if the world, if we just went out in the world and it was like this level of like, women encouraging other women and comforting other women and not just women, but, but especially though, because I think there's this perception of like women being in competition and that's yes. always been the narrative that people tell us is like, Oh, well, women are competing and they're catty and they're judgy. Well, maybe if we stop with that narrative right, and we start talking about how much we can support each other and how much we can be there for each other, because it would literally change the world. Yes. Like it would 100%. make the world a completely different place if we all just had that mentality and I'm so it makes me sad that we don't but it also makes me realize that there are enough people out there that do have that and yes. I've really started to be very intentional about the friendships that I make Absolutely. um the friendships that I keep the company I keep myself with just because I know like I want to be lifted up yes. you know like I want to be um in community with people who are right there with me and you know they may not they, it may not always be like rainbows and butterflies. Like, I don't want somebody who's just going to tell me what I want to hear. Right. I want, but I want somebody that I know has my best interest at heart. And so when they do have something to tell me that may not be something I want to hear, right. I I'm in the, the space where I can hear it. And I don't feel like, I, cause I know it's coming from a good place, you know, yes. and those are the people we all need in our lives that we all need to be seeking out and finding. And sometimes like, honestly, I've had um, some of the best luck with that, like, yes, locally some, but also, you know, online, I've met yes. so many and connected with so many people like you, for example, yes, yes. um, who are right there, you know, in that same, same space, which I've just loved. Yes, no, I would absolutely agree. I think it's, um, for me, just been one of the best experiences to just meet, you know, new people and, um, learn about each other's lives and just be so genuinely 
supportive and encouraging through even the very hardest of times. And so it's really cool to be able to see that. One thing too that I don't think we talk about enough either is, you know, I mean, I have friends that I've had since literally I was five years old. I grew up in a tiny little town, you know, so a lot of those friendships you keep. And and often, you know, we talk about how sometimes those friendships aren't always the healthiest. But the other thing that's really beautiful, I think, is that as we change, we have the ability to impact some of those relationships. There may be people you have to drop like a bad habit. Let's be real. Okay, drop those people. But there are sometimes, too, when those relationships might just need a little tweaking or a little, you know, reframing. And um, it can really be impacted quite honestly by the work we're doing in our own lives and what we're bringing to that friendship as well. And so absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think when you put that out too in a friendship, like I've found friendships that have maybe, maybe we're more surface level, but then, you know, the more I start putting out there kind of more authenticity and more of who I am, the more you get back, you know? So like the, the more, the less like just, you know, random chit chat it is and the more real conversation. So I think that's so critical. And I do think people, people do feel like, and I I agree, like there are some people like, okay, they're just toxic for me. Like I need to probably step away from that relationships, distance myself. There are people like that, but there are also like, we want to also be influencers to the people who maybe just haven't gotten to this place yet, Yeah, you know, because for me, I think about it and I think about like, even, you know, just over a year ago, like, I, I already can think of situations where I'm like, oh man, I was that friend. Like I was that friend who was thought I had my friend's best interest in mind, but really, you know, was just being discouraging or really like, so for me, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to be like, okay, just drop all the friends that are not in that same headspace as you. Like, no, I mean, if they're really friends, like have conversations, don't like come at them you know, too hard. Cause I think sometimes they'll run away screaming when you come in and like, books I got from you at the library you should start reading them right Um, (laughs) right I probably wouldn't do that yes but but would it make sense you know like you can you can really you can really help other people get to that same place you know absolutely I I love that so much I think even in like family situations and such like I think with my own parents like if I have a question or a thought or I'm curious like what they what they think of something or how they you know process through something like probably back in the day to be honest I wouldn't have asked even as a therapist I just would have let it be but now I kind of I'm not kind of I do I ask those questions and the conversations that I've had even with my own parents are on a much deeper level because of that Mm -hmm. ability just to ask those questions and not not shy away from that and so I think it's so cool to be able to like build those deeper relationships and not that everybody that you you ask those questions are like some people are not going to be comfortable um, you know but then I think that's also kind of an indication at some point where you decide do you want to continue to put in that energy in that relationship or is it best just to kind of leave it where it's at? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you also know when there are people like I've gotten much stronger now at not being as influenced by people. Um, but I think that's something that in the past I probably, you know, I'm, I'm an adapter. So like I'll adapt to whatever situation that I'm in and that can be bad sometimes, you know, that can actually take me down a a path. I don't really need to be going down sometimes. So I think, now getting stronger in me to be able to to not do that yes. um, with people has helped as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> to be able to put up those boundaries where I need to. Um, but yeah, definitely. It, it, it's helped with relationships quite a bit. Yeah, I love that. I also am um, very able to adapt. I actually had a lot of different friend groups in high school. One of my ah. best friends, we talk about this a lot. Like I was friends with people over here and over here and over here. And I didn't really like just stick to one group or the other, like some people did in our tiny high school. Um, but I think just, um, 
I think it can come from a lot of places, but when you are able just to stand on your own and feel confident in who you are, I mean, we all have moments where we doubt ourselves, but for the most part, feeling confident with like, this is the person I am. This is what I'm bringing to the table. We're much more able to stand on our own two feet. A hundred percent. You know, I'm wondering, um, I could talk to you seriously, like all day. (laughs) Seriously. I don't have anything else to do. I would would love that so much. But I'm I'm sure people would listen to like a two and a half hour podcast of us chatting, right? (laughs) Sometimes I swear I could just like, I always say one of these days I'm going to make it so that I can come sit with people in person and talk. I would love that so much. Although then seriously, it'd be like a three hour combo, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, But I am wondering as we're wrapping up here can I ask you a few questions I ask everyone absolutely okay so the first one is Brene Brown um like we were talking about her earlier are you familiar with her I am okay awesome awesome so she has her book on braving the wilderness and basically this is my summary of it not hers but basically what what it means to me is like when you're you know, you're stepping into something new, you're stepping out into the wilderness and you don't really know like where you're going or what you're doing and you're all alone and there's no one with you, but you take that step. And then along the way you find yourself and other people. So I'm wondering, can you think of a time where you felt like you were stepping into the wilderness? Um, pretty much my life right now. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, I think this, uh, starting my business has really been kind of a catalyst for a lot of change. It's sort of forced it. So I think sometimes these changes happen a lot when you hit kind of that, um, crossroads where, you know, something is something major is changing, whether it be your choice or not, you get to that point where you, you're like, okay, this is it. You know, this is, this is, this is the moment. And you can feel sometimes where those, where those forks come and you know, okay, this is going to define, you know, um, where I'm going, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that that, that feeling comfortable in the unknown has been the story of my life over the last, like, probably at least nine months, uh, almost a year now. And, you know, also we, we changed everything in our life even before that. So that, so I lived in Atlanta for um, 11 years and then we decided to move back home to Nashville where um, I live now, but we literally changed jobs, left, left our jobs. Um, mine was coming to an end anyway, because of like a merger, but, but we left both the jobs that we knew and we had been at for, you know, eight, 10 years each. And, um, decided to move back here. We had our second child. We like restart, basically like restarted all of life. Yes. So it was like this really kind of cool, clean slate, which was exciting until it got closer and closer. And then we realized, oh my gosh, we're leaving like, you know, all of our friends, our jobs, like everything we know and love, um, and, and doing this whole new adventure. And it was scary, but it was necessary. Yes. And it, it helped us grow as a family and helped us grow closer as a family. And it was absolutely the right move for us. And then that is kind of what gave me the courage even to say like, okay, well, we're in the season of change. So yes. why the heck not start my own business? Yes. Like, I think when you get into it and you realize like, actually that, that was scary, but it went okay. Like it yes. wasn't the end of the world. Then you get to the other side of it and you're like, oh, now I see the good that's come from that. Well, wait a second. Like maybe I, maybe I'm ready for that next thing. Like, so I yes. think it just, once you get to that other side and you see all the fruit that, that comes, you're like, okay, I'm ready for this next big step. And it's still scary. It doesn't make it not scary, but you know what's on the other side or what could be on the other side. Yes. You know? 
Oh, I love that. That resonates so much with me. My husband and I are both originally from Illinois, and now we live in North Dakota. So we had gotten married. We decided we were going to move somewhere. I applied for a job. Within a month, we were in North Dakota. So, I mean, it was like boom, boom, boom. You know, get married, move everything. And I think there is something that's really powerful about – truly going on kind of like a new adventure and and Mm -hmm. I never thought about it like that but you're right that ability to try something new especially we had no family and so we literally were depending on uh, I swear it was the best thing we ever did for our relationship because we were depending on just each other Um, you know we still had family and friend support and everything everyone was fantastic but it's they're not right there with you so it's a little bit different but that ability to know like yeah that was that it was a risk. It really was a risk. And it turned out okay. And quite honestly, it turned out better than anything I ever could have imagined. And so yep. when you think about that, taking steps forward, like it's no wonder that like, I'm like, oh, should I try this? Sure. Why not? Like, let's do it. Let's, you know, let's try it. It's it easier. See. Everyone, yes. even though the steps get harder, the, the like momentum you need yes. to take the step is less and less because yep. you just, you're like, okay, I got it. You know, I don't yep. need to I, I can do that. You know, you can do it, yes, you know? Yes. That confidence level, I think each mm-hmm. time just builds and builds. So thank you so much. Yeah. That was so, that was awesome. So the next question is, you know, uh, the podcast, Kelly and the Encouragers, one of the main things that is um, a roadmap for my own life is to keep that encouragement at the forefront of my mind. And so I'd like to ask guests, if you, you can name a few, you can name 20, you can do whatever you want, but how, like, who would you say has been there encouraging you along the way? Oh my goodness. Um, I've had a lot of people. And like I said, some of it has come from, um, you know, people close to me and some of it has been people that I have never met in person in my life. Um, but I would say, you know, my husband is always like, he is my leader a hundred percent. And I know not everybody has that, but he was the one, like, I'm not the risk taker. I am, I am very much, you know, the, the more calculated one, I guess. Like I, I don't just jump out there most of the time. And he's definitely more that way. And he has always supported everything that I do and been like 110% in it even before I was. Yes. And when I'm sitting there doubting me, he's like, what are you even, why? You know? Yes, yes. <laughs> I've always had that backstop that no matter what I want to do, I know he's going to say yes, which is actually kind of scary sometimes because yeah. I could literally tell the man, I could be like, I think we're going to move to the moon. And he'd be like, okay, cool. Sounds good. When's that happening? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like he's just that way. And I need, but I, I needed that in my life. Like he's, he's that perfect like person that gives me that last push that I need yes. most of the time. Yes. But he's definitely the one. My family is always there and around me and encouraging me. Um, I've had some close friends around me forever that are, are always, um, you know, the first people to, to make sure that, um, you know, they're, they're telling me like I can do it and all yes. of that. Um, and then, like I said, there is just, there have just been some new people on these, this, these communities online or people that I met at rise that have made it like a, an effort to, you know, give, send me encouraging messages and like, tell me that they like being very clear that they see me and that they're noticing me and that they're happy for me, like in any accomplishment that I do that they're, and I know that they're being genuine. This isn't like, Oh, I'm so happy for you. You know, it's like, they're seriously right there, like cheering me along. And I, I, and it helps me to be that way. And so it makes me want to give that more. So now I think that 
has turned me to like recognize more when I can give encouragement to other people I love because that. it's just, it's this two way street. Like yes. the more you get, the more you want to give and, and like, Oh my goodness, again, if we could just all encourage each other, where would we be? Yes. How would we feel about things? You know? Um, so I just think it's all around us and we just need to look for it. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I honestly think it's all around us. We need to ask for it too. Sometimes people don't know. Yeah. And I've always been a person that, uh, I've had like things, anything I've gone through in my life in the past, I used to go through very privately. And I was very much a person that um, felt like I had to, to keep it all in. And man, now I wish looking back at like poor little Jamie who, who didn't, <laughs> who didn't understand that there were so many people around me that want to help me and yes. I didn't want to inconvenience them or I didn't want to, you know, whatever it would be with, with what I have going on. And now I'm like so much more an open book, yes. so much more like, Hey, here, here's me. Yes. Um, you know, this is, this is who I am. And, and I think it's just deepened those relationships as well. You know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And a lot of times that's all people want for us. You know, a lot of times yeah. people just want to be able to encourage us and support us and, and yeah. have that, you know, back. And so um, that's what's so interesting is we often feel like we need to shield people almost from what's yes. going on with us. And that's like the last thing they actually want. <laughs> so. Yeah, I, it's, it's so, so true. Like, I hate it when I find out people di like didn't tell me something because of, of whatever reason. Yes. Like, I love to be the person that you come to and say like, hey, I, I need help. I need to talk through this. And, you know, yes. I want to be, everybody wants to be that person, you know? Yes. Um, so, yeah. But I think the more that we give it, then the more people see it and then they, they give it back to us, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love that so much. So the last question is just where can people, you know, find you on social media so they can follow along your journey if they have any other questions yeah. for you, things like that. Sure. So I'm mostly on Facebook. Um, I'm Jamie Troll on Facebook and that's my personal page, but it's kind of, you know, my personal and business is all kind of the same thing, to be honest. Sure. Like, I don't know. People talk about separating. It's all kind of the same thing, but I yeah. do have my business page is Balanced CFO. And then I have a group of there are um, women business owners or people who are thinking about starting a business who are listening. I do have my group that you're a member of. Yes. Um, that is financial literacy for women, uh, women business owners. So you can join that and learn all about all the fun things finance. I am on Instagram too at Jamie Troll. Um, I need to build more of a following there actually because it's <laughs> kind of sad. I think I have like six pictures on there. That's all right. Uh, That's but I'm right. working on it. Yeah, you know I love Instagram actually. I like yeah. really love it. So that's what most I, people are. Yeah, yeah. I bet once I, I, you get into it, then then you'll yeah you'll see that. That's what everyone says. I think Facebook takes so much of my time that I'm worried about getting into another sure. platform. Sure, my, sure. I'm always on Facebook, and my husband is like, well, "You're on Facebook again?" And I'm like, "Well, this is this is how I work. This is my job." Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely, so. absolutely. Well, and maybe we can talk afterwards too. There are some ways that you can really simplify some of that too. So yes, but please tell me all the things. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Jamie, for being on the show and for talking with us. Us and um, just really sharing and sharing so authentically and vulnerably, vulnerably. There we go. I just really appreciate you. Thank you. And thank you for asking me to be on it. I loved this. This is fun. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. See you next week for another episode.